0: Hi, friends, welcome to Break the Ice Podcast, where the illusions covering our evolution are shattered, bringing together amazing guests and episode dialogue that dive deep into what it means to live a life of self-agency and harnessing the power of a decisive heart. Our topics range from stories around leadership, sales, business, entrepreneurship, heart, soul, and help. So get
1: ready to be educated, encouraged, and inspired. Thank you all. I love you all. All right, guys, I am here with Matt Crump. I'm super excited to introduce my guest today. He is an amazing human being, he's a man of faith. I first got to know Matt Crump through LinkedIn. That's how we met. He is a, a massive content creator on there, and he is also a podcaster, an author a speaker, um, and he's a certified coach. He's got all kinds of little services that he does. And the biggest thing that attracted me to Matt was his, you know, message of hope, his message of encouragement, his constant positivity, and just this massive amount of value that he would curate and put out on social media for the sake of other people to be inspired and encouraged and to instill hopes in other people. People And that was just like so huge to me. Um, and I can't couldn't help but kind of keep following him. And I think it's been like a couple of years now. It's been right around the two year mark that um, we've supported each other on social media. So it's been a really fun journey. And so I'm super excited to have him here as my guest. Uh, and I will let him tell you folks a little bit more about himself as well. Wow.
2: Man, is
1: there anything that you would like to
2: add to that? (laughs) Well, no, I would just seal it up. That was a great deal. Then we're done. Great show! (laughs) Yeah,
1: Um, (laughs) that is amazing.
2: Thanks, Jen. I get get better than I deserve, that's for sure. And I really appreciate you a lot. And you know, some folks think that social media is quite superficial, and I agree, but on some levels, um, it's not like. I know Jennifer, like she would be a best friend. I mean, I just feel like, I, I mean, I love you. I I feel like we're connected, you know, and it's like, I've never hugged you personally. I've never been in your presence physically, but it's like, I don't even have to. It's like, we're, we're already there. The bonus down the road is going to be like, I get to see you physically one day. Right. You know, but that's the benefit of some places like what we, where we've met at LinkedIn. And uh, I know you've got relationships like that with other folks too, but yeah, it's so cool. And I appreciate you so much. And you've been uh you you're a rock star. You've been through so many different things yourself, and and now this cool podcast you've got going on is pretty awesome too. So I'm I'm super excited to be here on your show today. Um, I don't have much more to add on the on the creds part of Matt Crump that you just were talking about there. Um, you know, I I'm I'm very passionate about being a, a coach and a consultant. I've been coaching, consulting, counseling for about 30 years or so it's been a, a long ride for me i've been a pastor for a long time so you know you feel all those all those hats are be, are worn in that type of a position and then i've also you know worked in uh, uh in schools i've been uh, i've worked in counseling in schools and uh in in other areas my degree is i've got a couple of degrees one's my uh i've got an mdiv in theology and biblical counseling so you know i got a lot of my counseling stuff from from that too besides you know, life application stuff. And then uh, marketing, sales, and services. I've always been passionate about marketing, sales, and services, right? So, I mean, when I was, um, I left regular high school in 10th grade and went to a vocational school uh, for marketing, sales, and services. And uh, our senior project for graduation was to create our own business and have a business plan and all that kind of stuff. So I did, and I didn't realize till recently I didn't even think about it, but the business that I created when I was a senior in high school was I created a music store and I actually owned a music store in my life, right? It actually happened for 10 years. I had a music store. I had to shut down uh, due to cancer. We'll talk about that in a little while, but uh, I did have that forecast. I was like, Hey man, I actually said I was going to do this and I've done it. How cool is that? Right. And I've been able to do a lot of different things as an entrepreneur and a business owner throughout the years. And the. I'm a published author, and i was singer-songwriter. I had a recording contract and traveled all around the world doing that kind of thing, too. And Of course, that and five bucks will buy me a cup of coffee at Starbucks today, but uh, mm-hmm. it was fun. Got a chance to do things. I'm very creative. I'm a creative kind of guy, big dreamer, and uh, I love just to, to to pursue those types of things and the experiences I've had in my life as a drug addict and alcoholic. I served in the military during the war, and uh, of course, the things I just told you about, uh, as well as my battle with cancer, has uh, created a new, newer space in my life to, to live some things out that I believe is beneficial for other people uh, from all the things that I've been able to experience and learn in my life. Uh, so now I have a, a better opportunity to serve others from all the crap that I've been through in my life. I mean, there's been good moments, right? But I, I tell people, like, I definitely know what not to do. I can teach you all kinds of things to skip past all the junk mistakes I've made. And uh, fast forward, we we're just talking about a little bit uh, before we started recording, right? That uh, it's great to be able to have those moments. So anyway, that's a little bit uh, about me in a, in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. That was the one thing I was going to add to was musician because I've definitely heard your music and you're really good and I love it. Oh, thanks. Um, sure. yeah, yeah. And like you said, you know, the creativity aspect of it is really astounding. Um, Super creative guy. Now, here's the, the thing about Break the Ice. You know, we get into concepts around self-agency. So I like to dig into my guests a little bit and kind of understand where their modalities come from of how they're so self-authorized and what they do. Because when you when you talk about these things of struggle, trials, tribulations, failure, something like cancer, to be able to work through that stuff and come out on the other side of any of it, you must have an incredible source of energy. So I like to understand where people find that energy. You know, is it spirituality? Is it faith? You know, is it within themselves? Um, And those sort of things. So maybe just explain a little bit how you've overcome your own obstacles, including fear, self-doubt, maybe lack of self-awareness, to where you could get to these points of agency where you're making these things happen for yourself yeah on an you know a, astounding level astounding level i mean just to be a successful entrepreneur just to be a massive content creator be a podcaster these things are things that take a lot of action and i know on i know you talk a lot about grit too so that's
2: yeah a, yeah I did a series on a that. good
1: topic it's <laughs> <That laughs>
2: a good topic you know uh, <laughs> Goodness gracious. I think, um, thank you for all that you just said. I think that primarily for me, um, the only way to overcome any obstacle that's in front of you is to first believe that you can. If you don't think you can, then you got it. That's exactly what you're going to get. If you do think you can, then, then anything's possible. Now, obviously, I'm a follower of Christ, and my my faith and hope and trust is in Him, and that's really where the source of all of my life comes from. Uh, now, bring it to break that down a little bit for some folks that are not followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes down to the the motivations, inspirations, the knowledge and wisdom that's given to me through through those experiences, through wisdom and knowledge and learning, through life applications. I mean, all that together are what helped form uh, the way that you put coming I mean, faith is, is, is amazing. But if you just have a lot of faith, don't do anything about it. You know, Bible says faith without works is dead. So like belief without action goes nowhere. So it's, it's a matter of actually applying those things. So to overcome obstacles, and I have, I've had, I've had at least one in my life to overcome obstacles in your life. You have to believe you can. And that's obviously not an easy thing to do sometimes. There are some mountains that seem completely insurmountable. Um, You know, Mount Everest had never been conquered until the first person who conquered it. And now, you know, thousands of people have climbed to the top of Mount Everest, right? It's like it's amazing how things happen for us when we finally say, I can do that, or, or that person did it, I can do it. And you, know, you again, it just comes right back to belief. You have to believe that you can. If you don't, you, you get what you ask for.
1: And I think, you know, if we just look at the idea of belief and having the belief that you can do something like that, that you know, I always feel like they yeah. are starting points to, to, to get to that, that belief. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like for me, let's say, part of it has been. Forgiveness, like self-forgiveness mm-hmm. and self-respect and self-worth because I feel like well, there are times where when I felt doubt or didn't believe in something or that I could do something, I could circle it back to where I was just really getting tripped up in my own self-view, which would kind of prevent me from say taking those actions or to having that stronger conviction.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. You know,
1: now obviously I'm very well practiced at that in life and i'm continuing to practice and grow and learn more tools um but i would say that that's probably part of it for a lot of people yeah absolutely. With, you, you know, have to really start somewhere.
2: yeah you yeah. can't just i mean not too many people are just going to go to the top of a of a large crane and tie a bungee cord to themselves and jump off right <laughs> just like let's go okay i mean some folks to be like Um, No, the ground is nice, and I would rather stay on this side of it instead of going way up there and coming way down to it, right? So, uh, but when you go through certain things and you experience the steps to do that, um, it it becomes something more attainable. Uh, You still may have a difficult time thinking, man, I don't know how this is going to happen, but here's the thing, but I'll give it a go, right? So when you do that, you're stepping into belief, you're stepping into action, which means now things are possible, but if you just say, nope, see you later. I'll be down here in the car watching for you guys, you bunch of idiots, you know? <laughs> so you've got to do something about it. So you're right. And there's things inside of our lives. And that's one of the things that I work with folks all the time on is, is a lot of things that, um, that we may not know. It's an unconscious incompetence. We may not know that are going on in our lives. I forget the example like you brought up a moment ago with forgiveness. Um, mm-hmm. Unforgiveness uh, creates a lot of different op- things that can happen in our lives with the root of bitterness. And when you have a root of bitterness that takes form inside of your life, your heart, your spirit. Um, you're not just bitter towards a thing or a person. It, it, it takes root in your life. And then your life becomes a bitterness, becomes unforgiveness, becomes um, you're, you're leery of things. You're not trusting of anything or anyone, right? All these things start to happen that, um, that create who you really are. Uh, But it's not really who you're meant to be. So yeah, there's things you have to work through when it comes down to that belief factor to say, okay, I could do this. And and then you feel really what's what's amazing is like then you feel free.
1: Yeah, that's um, those are those illusions. Like, so ice stands for illusions covering your evolution. So we talk about dispelling those illusions that we put on ourselves. And I think one of them is the illusion that you have to. Or you you haven't discovered the freedom that comes along with let going of let going, you know, letting go of those resentments and yeah. and those things that you were mentioning there and letting that stuff go. And I know for me, what's really helped is my faith in God because I'll give them over to God and just say, you know what, I don't want these anymore. You take them. You do with what you want with them. Because now it's going to be between God and say that other person or that other thing. Yeah. And not me. <laughs> anymore.
2: Absolutely. That's the um, whole premise. I mean, of my, that's you know, you know, of that's a trick,
1: right? That's a trick I've learned to mm-hmm. lean in on my faith to say, I'm gonna give these resentments over because that only if you don't, if you keep holding those re- those resentments and those things, like you said, that's building up this illusion that's gonna con- you know, stunt your growth. It's gonna stop you from continuing to take certain actions and having that open heart. And the only way you're gonna take good decisive actions is really from your
2: heart. Yeah. I mean, you're just building, you're adding more blocks to the obstacle in front of you. Mm-hmm. I and mean, You thought it wasn't surmount. You couldn't get past it, but now all of a sudden you just added another 10 feet of bricks on top of that thing mm-hmm. uh, by your own self. Right. I mean, it's amazing when we can knock some certain things down just by releasing certain things. And, you know, forgiveness isn't necessarily about, it's not about the other person. It's about, it's about me and my life and how I choose to live and, And when I release somebody, even if they've wronged me, and even if I was right and they were wrong, to just release the person releases me from a prison. Exactly. And them, it may actually turn into something else that can be freedom for them as well. Um, But when you hold the other person in bondage, actually because you're in bondage, holding them in this prison with you, it's a never ending crap fest. It's just not going to get any better, you know? Uh, But when you finally choose to release somebody, not because they deserve it or they earned it or anything, it's simply because you choose to release things that aren't going to be advantageous for you in your life. And they're not going to be beneficial. You don't need them there. So once you realize that, and those aren't always easy. We have people have lots of massive issues, uh, physical, you know, people that have been raped or molested or different things of that nature. I've talked to several, you know, lots of people like that in my life. Um, it's not easy to let go of something like that, oh, no. um, but it has to be. doesn't mean you ever forget anything. No. You just pretend it never happened. That's not the point, but there's, there's a way to release certain things that they no longer control you.
1: Right. Because if you come from the standpoint of having unconditional love for yourself, it's right. a very energizing perspective. In order to be the best version of yourself, in order to break a lot of these illusions, the first foremost thing you have to have is that unconditional love for yourself. And if you're denying yourself those freedoms, then you're you're not giving love to yourself.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's it it takes way longer to get where you want to go. Exactly.
1: Um, So also that kind of leads into the whole thing with grit, which I know is a is a great topic for anybody to think about um, because once you have that belief and you're taking your actions, inspired actions, whatever they are um, in order to continue, to kind of see the finish line or even make it through to the finish line, you have to keep going. You have to never, you have to keep going. You know, you might have to adapt or change, but you have to keep going. So you're like one of the reasons why I was you know, just excited to talk to you was would you be willing to just share a little bit more about, you know, that grit or that inside force that it took for you to survive cancer is when you talk about it, you talk about it, like you just had this unwillingness to give up whatsoever determination. Yeah. Is that, you know, can you just touch on that a little bit?
2: Yeah. And, um, you know, those don't, that don't follow me, you know, you, one of the things you're referring to is my recent uh, video I did. Um, I've had a long beard for a long time and uh, the beard for me, all going into what grit is, the beard for me was when uh, uh, nine years I've been battling cancer, but in 2015, I went stage four with cancer. And at that point, I decided to stop cutting my beard. Why? Well, one of the first things that happens when you when you have cancer and you start treatments and chemotherapies and radiation surgeries, all this kind of stuff, most people lose their hair, right? So I said, all right, here's the thing. Cancer can't have me. It's not going to win. So I'm going to let my beard grow until it hits the ground for all I care. And whenever I'm to the point that they say, you're good to go, cancer's done, we've gotten to the point where we're good, right? Then then Matt makes the decision when this hair comes off my face, not cancer. And then I'll I'll be the one that cuts the beard. So when people saw that, you know, part of that was my my faith and my fight in cancer Mm -hmm. to to overcome. And then when I cut it off was a proclamation. Right. So uh, for me, which I just did cut my beard off about two weeks ago. uh, Well, not all of us. I've got a a mini beard now, but um, I had a mega beard before. Uh, so when I made the choice to finally cut it back and get back to a more presentable guy, like, like like I am now, hopefully, um, it was a tough thing for me to do, but it was also a proclamation. So although, um, my last test, you know, I had a brain surgery, my last brain surgery was five months ago now. And, uh, the test then for my MRI of my brain showed that the cancer was gone. Everything was good and good to go and clear my head. And my PET scan came back, um, clean. I do have a spot that's been there for a while, but it hasn't done anything in in quite a while. Um, So I just kind of blow that one off. Uh, But that was the first time I've ever gotten like this good of a report. And I felt like, all right, so at what point do I draw the line in the sand? Do I keep waiting for the next tumor to occur? Or do I say, I'm no longer going to be a cancer patient, but I'm now going to transition into and proclaim that I'm a survivor. Does that mean that something can't go bad next week, next month, next year? Oh, anything can happen. I got cancer already. Before I mean, anything can happen. I get hit by a bus too, but I mean, anything can happen. But if I live for all those things to happen, then I'm not really living at all. So I had to make a proclamation and a choice. And this is where I felt for myself personally, this was my opportunity to say, all right, this is the line. This is where it's going to happen. I'm, I'm doing it now. And here I am to proclaim this thing in my life. And that does, that's part of grit. That's part of that, uh, that's part of that relentless faith, right? And it doesn't mean that it's easy. Mm-hmm. At many times during the, my battle with cancer, where I felt like giving up, where I felt like not doing it. You know, most of my, well, all of my videos, primarily everybody would see people like, but you look, I would never tell you had cancer. You're so powerful. You're so are so, all these things that, you, that I hear all the time, which are great. But there's other times where like people don't see that I couldn't even get out of bed. Or the video that I just made was right after I, I forced myself for an hour to get to the point where I could turn the camera on. And and for me, my, my mojo, my groove is when I finally, the light comes on. I click and boom, here I get a chance to pour into people it gives me energy to do that right and then i'm like woo after it's done um so it's just part of that thing so you know you have to again like i said you have to believe so first of all i believe that that uh that i i had healing that was paid for a, a long time ago more than my insurance company would take care of uh i had a healing that was paid for eternally and i i believe that now the manifestation was taken a while to catch up to what my belief was so do you give up because the manifestation doesn't look like what you believe you're not you shouldn't some do i have in the past i hope i don't do in the future but at some point you have to like i could be a person who's going to die of cancer I can't tell you how many times I should be dead already. How many times doctors are like, I don't even know why you're here, but all that kind of, one of my doctors walked in and said, Hey, Mr. Grump, how are you doing? I can't even believe you're still here.
0: <laughs> yeah, straight
2: up. oh it, my God. It didn't bother me because <laughs> I, I thought it was fantastic. But you know, I've been told all these things. I mean, at, at, yeah, What point do you say I'm gonna continue to so you can either be a person that that dies of cancer or you could be a person who lives life. Mm-hmm. Now, I would rather live life. Because like I said, anything could happen. If you just live for the bad thing to happen, then that just sucks. <laughs> it's not worth it. And again, doesn't mean that all my days were perfect. You know, I'm not Mr. Smiley and Rosie, and my family doesn't always get the happy-go-lucky dad and husband. But um, you know, at some point, you have to say and be willing to say, this is where the rubber meets the road, and this is who and what I'm going to do. And that's just where I've been living at with that. And that incorporates you know other areas of my life as well.
1: No, I love that. I mean, that's a huge moment of clarity, you know, for you to have. It,
2: was, it is
1: that—that that was huge. When that—I mean, I—I—I've been waiting for it. I guess you know, like, is this going to happen? Like, when you know, when is this going to happen for Matt? Yeah. Um. So for people who follow you, you know, and care about you, you know, it's like, geez. And so for that, when that occurred, I—I I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is the best thing ever.
2: Oh, so, so bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. It really
2: does. It works for me too. I mean, I can't, I mean, I feel different since it's happened. You know, it's, I've stepped into this other place and, and I wasn't there. I was there, but I wasn't there until I finally did something. The action for me when I cut the beard was like. Man. And I'll tell you, Jen, when I was doing the little video and I had my hold my beard, I was getting ready to cut it. And I said, cancer, you can't have me. Right. I was doing that thing. And I I was really meant that I was talking to cancer. But as I was getting ready to snip it, I was thinking, are you really going to do this? I mean, I could just stop and I can come back and do it another day. And I'll do the video another week. They won't know the difference. Whatever. I'll just do it again. I was like, and then I just went. (laughs) I thought you done it now, buddy. Yeah, you yeah. No, You're going to have the stupidest looking beard on the planet, or you're going to keep going with this thing. Right. And yeah. I, just, like, I, mean, I went for it.
1: Yeah. That's so powerful. It's such a powerful, you know, symbol. It's a symbol at this point. That's just very powerful. I actually remember I was watching the video and one of my kids kind of jumped over my shoulder and she's like, oh, what's that? You know, someone, someone's cutting their beard, mom, you know? And I, I told my 12 year old who you were and like, some about your story, and she was just like, Oh my gosh, wow, oh, you know. So, he, you know, here's just you think a random video, guys chopping his beard off for fun, and it's like, Oh no, 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 no.
2: so much for my beard sponsor. Oh that no, was no. There. I was thinking, ah, no more beard oil companies gonna be sponsoring Matt Gruff now. So, <laughs> yeah, um, maybe I got a partial beard, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, you still do have a beard, <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was huge, I just, so so much. Fun to see that, I guess, so to speak.
2: Yeah, thank Um, you for that.
1: long, Long time coming. And I think, like, the whole thing with you finding, you know, when we realize that we're really only living in the moment, it's each moment that we have to iterate in that moment. Then one moment turns into another moment, turns into another moment. So the more powerful you can be in each and every one of those moments, it just keeps leading up. And that's when you see major changes or a healing or Quote unquote transformation, or what I like to call it, an expansion. You know, mm-hmm. you have these expansions that occur throughout your life because you were able to be so present and deciding and, and, and grateful and each and every moment, just iterating the best to your ability each time. Um, it adds up.
2: Oh, yeah, most definitely. I and mean, you know, really, it's, what you're talking it's about, back. just it's being present, you know, and mm-hmm. I've had to learn the value of that. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, my spiritual gifts, my two top gifts are apostle and evangelist. So I'm, I'm huge visionary. I'm, I, I'm always looking for, or, or going after the vision. And then I like to run my mouth about it, right? Those two top things right there. And it's the same kind of concept for, for an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is a person who's always flying at 50,000 feet, who's looking for the, for the, the the gold, you know, you're trying to find that thing and you're just like, man, it's amazing. And then when you get it, you're like, all right, off to the next one. Here we go to get that one now, right? Oh, it's amazing, right? So it's a great ride. I can't wait to tell everybody about it. Now, I don't want to be down on the ground level and have to worry about, you know, details and, and working it all out, right? That's another story. But, and that's where, you know, delegation comes into play. But, you know, I love to fly at that level. Um, but, you know, I've had to learn how to to land the plane, I've had to learn how to be present because yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not even here. They they don't exist anymore. All I have is right now. So what am I going to do with what I have? And I feel like every time I talk to somebody or do something, I need to do the best I can because this may be my last chance. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my last chance to be some, you know, lazy, stupid thing. Not to mean we don't do you know, st- stupid stuff sometimes, but you know, I want things to mean something. I want to be intentional, right? So important to, to invest in, in the present, especially with our kids. You know, you've got kids, I've got kids and I like to be present. Although my kids live in their own caves right now, but uh, I try my best to be present with them, but you know, yeah, yeah. I cut best. off the internet and the cable in the house, maybe I'd be a little more present. We'll see what happens.
1: know <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I think I'd like, like, It's I always call it taking your head out of the clouds. (laughs) Sometimes, yes, um, because it's great. It's great to stay up there. there. It's fun, Fun. Um, but at some point, point, you know, you have to come comforted down out of the clouds and really iterate in those moments, and and use that tactical advantage so that you can continue on into that vision that you have. That's up in
2: the yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Plus, there's the other the whole entrepreneurs trap thing, and that's something that used to happen to me quite a bit. Was constantly seeing what the next finish line was instead of realizing that the finish line is in the race, you know, or is, you know, the game itself is the finish line, so to speak. Yes. as a huge kind of realization so that you really enjoy the process and not so much focused on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing.
2: Well, so that, yeah, that, that's it's really so fire it, that, it that, does. Where's your out. out
1: of control, you know, because Because if things don't work out like perfectly or as planned or when you wanted them, then you just start crashing down on this, you know, kind of repercussion like, oh, what did I do wrong? Like, what's wrong with me? Oh, I can't do this now. Now, And then all that self-doubt stuff starts to creep in. Yeah. So it's really important to keep that ground level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that ground level like, hey, I'm going to enjoy this the process. Otherwise, what are you really in it for? You got to enjoy that process.
2: Well, one thing I've learned, especially being a follower of Christ is, you know, if you look at the the Bible and everything about God, I mean, I mean, he started at the end and backed everything up. I mean, mm-hmm. he knew the end from the beginning. So in life, you know, I look at that as an example for myself. It's like, oh, OK, Lord, you you started at the end, backed the whole thing up and started. So for me, how do I look at what I'm doing from that fifty thousand foot view, from the end of where I want to be, and then back that process up to the beginning, and start. Yeah. And when you do that, instead of starting and trying to hope you can finally get to the end, it's a completely different ride. You know, when you you do a lot of stuff with product management and uh, training things of that nature, so it, it's hard to to implement structure and and plans and and uh, you know all kinds of stuff inside of a corporation or a business. If you don't know where you're going.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it how people say, you know, joy is in the journey. And I love that cliche. And that's kind of what I was talking about, where the finish line is in the game and it's in the race. But at the same time, if you don't have a destination, it's not a journey.
2: Right. right. It's just wandering. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. wandering's not that great.
1: <laughs> so it's, it's really having that split view and being able to work with both sides, you know, yeah. working in the moment but keeping an eye on the, on the prize or the, the destination. Yep. Um, all right. So also are there, let's see, we kind of already asked one of my other questions I was going to ask, but I like to talk about switch moments or points of clarity. So you've been in the military, you've had a music store, like you, you've you gone through all these different things. And now where you're at, Are has there been like, recently any kind of big moments of clarity other than say the beard cutting thing where you kind of sort of knew you had to do something or you wanted to do something and made the decision?
2: Yeah. I think that, um, when I closed my music store and started my battle at stage four, same period of time in 2015, I had to, uh, Make a decision, Mister Busybody, Mister Hundred Miles an Hour, and Mister Does Everything All the Time kind of a guy. Um, I had to make a decision to lay some things down, and that's a difficult thing for me to do because I like to I like to do stuff. I'm am I'm a big doer, and um, I remember one time that uh, my my assistant at the store, she did a lot of my uh, she did all the stuff kind of stuff for me. And one day I was walking in to, to do something. I didn't know what my next appointment was or whatnot. I said, What's, what am I supposed to be doing? She said, well, you got to do this and this. She goes, can I ask you a question? I said, okay. She said, um, you're you're amazing. I You do so many things, but I have no clue in the world how you can even get it done. And, and I thought, Ugh. and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And one of the things that I realized in her assessment, which was right, is that what I was doing was not wasn't great. Jim, Jim Collins wrote the book, Good to Great. And for me, I was a good uh, I hope I was a good husband, good father, a good pastor, singer, songwriter, a good coach, consultant, good designer, good blah, 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 blah. blah and I was great at nothing. I was just good at all that kind of stuff. And I had to learn three things that were very, very important to to grab a hold on to. Um, that my life needed to be simple, memorable, and reproducible. And my life was not simple, memorable, or reproducible at all. She had no idea how to even try to emulate what I was doing. Couldn't She couldn't even figure it out, which was a bad thing. So when she said that it was, it was not a good moment. It was a, it was definitely the aha moment that I thought, crap. So I had to go back to the drawing board. So I, I, when I shut down the store, that's the opportunity that I had in my life. And I had to make some choices um, because I didn't know if I was going to be dead or alive. I was told I had eight months to live. Um, I had all these things I still wanted to do. And I just knew that I did not have the capacity to do it anymore because my body was now changed with cancer and my fatigue and pain. And all this So I had to make some choices. So I resigned from everything, including being a pastor. I resigned from the church to do. I did not. I came home, period. Mm-hmm. And um, when that happened was when I started to really uh, have the opportunity in the silence to. To see the clarity of where I was supposed to be going, um, I actually did not want to coach and consult. I did not want to do that. I thought I would just write a book and go around and talk about my book. And then everybody kept coming back. Well, you're good to coach. You're going to go. I was like, Nah, I don't want to. Do, no, 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 no. kept saying No, 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 no. Finally, one day, I was like, Crap all right, this is who I am. This is what I'm supposed to do. And and this is what I'm gonna knock out, right? So then I, I really started digging into it. So, you know, those moments do create some of that clarity. So, for, but for me, it started with those three things that, you know, any person's gonna be successful. Any marketing campaign is gonna be successful. Any business is gonna be successful. Needs to be simple, memorable, and reproducible. I mean, think about one little circle with two little round circles at the top of it. What's the first thing that pops in your mind? Face, yeah, We're about a little nose and a little whiskers on the side,
1: a cat, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, oh,
2: yeah. right. <laughs> all kinds of different things. So, then, but, but what you're thinking about is you start focusing in on a couple of things because it <laughs> yeah. becomes more clear to you as to what those things might look like. But if I had like a circle and two circles and a triangle and a square and a line, and this, it's just what the heck is that? You know, it's not, it's not simple, it's not definitely not memorable. And I don't even remember what what was that line that went this way, right? It doesn't work that way, so it has to be simple, memorable, and reproducible. And um, I'm not, I uh, have not arrived at camp simple, memorable, reproducible perfectly in my life, um, but I'm way closer to to the end of that that rainbow than I ever have been in my life. Yeah. No. Absolutely,
1: man. Uh, that's, that's awesome. I love that. That's exactly the kind of. I- Clarity moments that I was talking about, and I call them them switch switch moments. Yeah, that's
2: great. It's
1: it's a switch. Something go whoa, and and it's it's great when you have those. It's and whether they came from something negative or not, which oftentimes they do, because when you have that clarity and that switch, then that's when you start onto the the upward journey and the other side of things. Yeah. Of success or getting better, doing something more productive or fulfilling. Fulfilling is a huge deal. deal. Right. So, So, um, you know, as far as 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 the mission of hope revealed and, and God's got this Hope revealed and God's got this, just so people get a little bit more idea. So your podcast is hope revealed.
2: Yeah. And it's actually just morphed a little bit more. I've decided to do a couple switches with that recently, but, um, yeah, I had a podcast out for a while, which started with the God's Got This movement it's in my book that's God's Got This, right? So I had God's Got This stories and did some things with that. And then I I morphed it into Hope Revealed when I came to LinkedIn. And uh, the premise behind that has kind of shifted a little bit more as well, living into, I'd say morph, I guess it's evolved into what mm-hmm. it is now, right? right? So, you know, Hope Revealed is just a place where, somebody has had some kind of a dark moment or, or a hard experience or obstacle was insurmountable, but then a circumstance, situation, person, God, something happened that was a hope revealed in their life, right? So, of course, I do this show, Hope reveals is one of the podcasts. But then, you know, I've done other things now. I've got a, a thing called Matt Chat Live I do on LinkedIn. I've got a show called Flight School. Of course, I still do God's Got This Stories so what I've decided to do is that now Hope Revealed is like the overarching home of the shows that I do because they all live into the premise of the hope, of hope Revealed. So Hope Revealed has its own show, its own slot, right? But then I've got Matt Chat Lives that are on there and I've got God's Got the Stories. I've got Flight School. I've got a couple of the new shows that we're getting ready to start too, but they'll all come under the umbrella of Hope Revealed. Um, so it's been a neat journey for me to find... Uh, you know, what I first started off with to where it's at now. And I'm thinking, well, what if I, is it too much? Do I have this over here and this over here and this over here? And I was like, wait a minute. They all, they all kind of speak to the same thing, but they, they hit different, different areas of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just come under the umbrella now of hope revealed that God's got this specifically was, was the name of my book and what came through my cancer, my cancer journey. And um, I'm getting ready to release a second edition of that book here. Uh, very soon, so I'm pretty Ooh. excited about that. Yeah, pretty excited. So the new version is going to be uh, slimmed down, uh, beefed up, I guess. A couple different things are going to happen to that one. We're going to have some uh, some new documents that go along with the book when you get it. So it's going to be going to be pretty fun. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'll make a bigger announcement about it down the road, but it's coming pretty soon. But I've been working with the team on that one, and we're getting ready to do a 2.0 version. Uh, and I'll update things since I wrote the book, you know, from then to now, because I wrote the book. It's been, well, it's been about three years since I started writing the book and the book was out, took me a year to write it and it's been out for years. So it's been, been a three-year process. So in those three years, I've had a few things happen. Yeah. So I want to be able yeah, to put yeah. some of those things inside that book, you know, and update it a bit and, and, they, they, uh, make a couple of things, you know, so it, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to do it.
1: This is exciting. Uh, I, I love it. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to be working on writing a book myself as well. Um, awesome. I love I personally love writing. I've done a lot of technical writing in my previous company, um, but I love writing. So that's something I'm working on as well. And I just think it's a lot of fun to do those things. I mean, yeah. those are again, a way to express and a way to reach out to other people and they can learn and, and get that knowledge brought to them.
2: Yeah, it's so fun to do it, right?
1: Okay. So I guess that about wraps up the announcements. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, if you had anything coming down the line that you let us know. And so this sounds exciting. Uh, we will keep watching you and seeing what's next and what's going on. Um, how can, what's the best way for people to reach out to you?
2: Yeah, great question. There's a lot of things that I do that fall under my, uh, my coaching and consulting business. And, uh, you know, we probably have to do a whole nother show on what that looks like, but there are different areas that I can help folks. You know, my 25 cent statement is, is that I, I help executives, entrepreneurs, and euphoric individuals to align their beliefs with actions so they can live a life of abundance. And then the deeper version of that is that I help people just overcome life obstacles so they can achieve their number one goal and live a life of abundance. I'm really, really passionate about that. And to me, abundance is a holistic term, not just like money or something like that. People might think of when you say abundance. Um, so, you know, to find all the things and ways that I'm able to do that in people's lives and businesses and whatever, um, they could find me at Matt Crump, my name, M-A-T-T-C-R-U-M-P, mattcrump.tv. And uh, everything you need to know about me is there. Links to my book and books are there as well. So there's, there's uh, some free info there, obviously, as well. I've got some pages about cancer and cancer support. And I've got a hope page there for folks that are battling a lot of difficult times with their life. Uh, I deal with a lot of folks that are terminal or dealing with a lot of hard hardships. So I have a page for that as well. there's a lot of things there that that would be a good resource for folks. So easiest place to find me there would be mattcrump.tv or of course, you know, my second home, which would be LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I'm on LinkedIn because you want to follow his content there for sure. Okay. Matt TV, Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes. People can reach out to you safe. And also too, that'll be good to keep an eye out for your next book coming out.
2: Yeah. I can't wait.
1: So that'll be fun. Um, so the last question I ask, and, and I think I kind of know the answer we sort of touched on a little bit is, you know, right now in your life, and especially for you, as you sort of enter into, you know, continuing with life, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's your just primary conviction and focus right now?
2: Hmm. Well, I want to uh, I want to live into what I've been called and created to be. I mean, I have a lot of titles, and none of those titles are are really who I am. They're just things I get to do uh, that while I'm on this planet. But whose I am and why why I'm here is a whole other story. Uh, my family is is priority to me. Um, I'm very passionate about legacy. so I want to ensure that that I'm doing everything that I can to empower my children to live good, godly, productive lives. Um, uh, that I can honor my wife and uh, and do what the Bible says where it says to to love our wives like Christ did for the church. That's a big fat sentence because I mean, all Jesus did was like, I don't know, die for the church. Right. So, uh, you know, as a husband, I, I have to learn what it means to die of myself for my wife, you know, which is not always easy uh, when you honor somebody like that. So, um, you know, that's a big, big thing for me. So first and foremost is, is to honor him, especially for the things he's done for me. I mean, you know, of course, the whole book, God's Got This, is about the questions that people would say, like, well, why would God give you cancer if you've been a Christian all this long? Or why would God kill my baby? Or why would God take my husband? Why would, you know, a lot of those questions that we don't have time to go into, um, I've, I've asked those questions, too. Um, and I, I write about those in that in that book. Um, but I want to ensure that I'm doing the best that I can. and And the byproduct of that is the things that I get to do. You know, and I, I'm I'm very excited to be able to do those things. That's why I give so much on LinkedIn, uh, because, again, if today's my last, then at least I feel like I've given you something that you can use for your life right now. You know, even if you're not a paying client, right, um, then then at least I feel like I've been helpful and productive, that it meant something.
1: I absolutely love it. That is awesome. You are the perfect man.
2: Mm, please tell my wife that. <laughs> <tell>
1: <laughs> I mean, there's some good stuff in there. So, uh, lucky woman for sure. Mm. All right. Well, this has been so much fun. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. And I just really, really grateful that you were able to come on my show. This
2: is- yeah, Jen. Thanks for having me. Love you, girl.
1: Okay. We'll see you soon. Bye. Peace out. Well, there you have it,
0: friends. That was some ice breaking tools right there for you. Now my ask is that you go create some space for yourself. Think about what resonated with you during that episode and go see how you can apply it in your own life. Or please, at least go share it with the world. Thank you as always. Feel free to stop on by www.breaktheiceco.com and subscribe to get updates and all kinds of freebie giveaways. Thank you all. Love you all. Bye.